This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Cypress Hill, this is kind of cool. You know The Simpsons, the TV show The Simpsons? They've got a, like an insane track record at predicting the future. Like so many jokes that have been made on The Simpsons have come true in real life. Like they predicted Donald Trump was going to become president of the United States mm-hmm. years before it happened. Well, it looks like another one of their predictions is going to become a reality, Jim. Come on, people. Somebody order the London Symphony Orchestra, possibly while high. Cypress Hill, I'm looking in your direction. Hey, man, did we order an orchestra? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we think we did. Uh, do you know Insane in the Brain? Cypress Hill has announced that they are going to perform with the London Symphony Orchestra for real. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> to make the Simpsons prophecy a reality. Amazing. It might sound good. I mean, Metallica performing with the symphony, incredible. Epic. Cypress Hill, it's a different vibe, but it could still sound amazing. Another Simpsons prediction has come true recently. Now, this one is not as much fun. Uh, you'll remember, everyone, if you're a fan of the show, you remember this episode. One fugu. <gasps> not fugu. If it is cut improperly, it's... It, yes, it, yes, it is poisonous, potentially fatal. But if sliced properly, it can be quite tasty. God's sake, don't eat another bite! Oh, I couldn't possibly. Mr. Simpson, son, I shall be blunt. We have reason to believe you have eaten poison. The puffer fish. Mm-hmm. If you slice it incorrectly, you will die. If you slice it correctly, it'll be delicious. <laughs> Did you know that was a real thing? No, I thought it was. I thought it was a Simpsons made-up thing. I didn't know it was actually a, a delicacy. Two people have died yes. because they ate puffer fish like Homer on The Simpsons. Yes. Now. Silver lining, it was an elderly couple. I don't know if that makes it better, but they were 84 and 83 years old in Malaysia. They had the seafood delicacy, and, uh, you know, after the meal, it's commonly referred to as fugu. It's a puffer fish, though, and there is a certain way that if you cut it, it will be a delicacy, and if you miss a certain spot, there is whatever glands in there that could poison you, and sure enough, they were taken to the hospital only hours after their meal, uh, their death was food poisoning with neurological manifestation resulting in respiratory failure and irregular heart rate, possibly due Ugh. to toxin ingestion. Ugh. How delicious can it be? Not, uh, there's no way it could be any, like, it probably tastes like a fish stick. It's like, <laughs> d- don't tell me it tastes better than cod. You're like, how much? There's so many fish out there that yeah. won't kill you if, if you cut them incorrectly. Yeah, and what kind of chef is going to just take that, tightrope walk you uh-huh. know like to be on one hand it's a pretty good meal even if it's a good meal somebody could complain about it because people yeah. love to complain and somebody could easily die you're right though they did it at the right time wait until you're 84 you've lived a great life like I, that might be when i take up skydiving yeah or like if i'm 96 i'm trying heroin i don't care you can't stop me <laughs> if you're gonna try it <laughs> yeah. wait till you're 96 of course this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. It's opening day at the Rogers Center for the Blue Jays. And look who's here. Blue Jays super fan and our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Okay, okay, Blue Jays, Blue Jays, let's play, play ball. Hey, guys. 
You must be excited. I am excited. I mean, we've been talking uh, for a long time about uh, the the new Rogers Center, how this is going to look, the type of experience fans are going to have. I think fans are going to enjoy it, but also the way they have constructed the team, I think, fits the new ballpark. And so this is going to be a really uh, fun time. I'm excited for today. You feeling it? The Jays, some people were complaining about how they started things off, but they seem to be hitting a bit of a stride here. They have uh, turned things around a little bit. They stumbled in St. Louis, but on the whole, I think they've had a good road trip. It's hard to start the year on a 10-game road trip. They were in Kansas City. They're in St. Louis, Los Angeles. These are not easy places to travel to, so to come home, they're playing Detroit today. Detroit is struggling. This is a good team to kick things off against. No offense to the Tigers, but I think being at home, everyone's going to be excited. A lot of the new guys are excited to be in Toronto, so I think the atmosphere tonight is going to be really good. One guy who must be excited to experience Toronto, Dalton Varsho, who's one of the new Blue Jays. Yeah, he's actually from Wisconsin. He was in a little town called Chile, Wisconsin, when he got the announcement that he had been traded to Toronto. His sister mentioned to him, this is good because now you're going to be closer to home. And one of the best stories from the winter about Dalton Varsho is his dad is a former major leaguer, Gary Varsho. Dalton was born nine months and one day to the day that Gary played his final game in the majors and retired. So we <laughs> know what, him off season, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We know what Gary was doing. He hit one over the fence, as they say. <laughs> but but Varsho, Kevin Kiermeyer, a lot of these new guys are really excited to experience Toronto because they've been on the road and they have seen the following the Blue Jays have. Blue Jays fans travel really well on the road, so they're excited to experience that. And they've talked about this for a couple months now in Toronto for real. Swung on. the Rays the lead. Quickly want to mention the Tampa Bay Rays. They are undefeated on the season, 10 games in. First team since the Boston Red Sox in 1987 to go 10-0 and to start the season. All the preseason predictions had it as the Blue Jays and the Yankees as the teams to watch in the AL East. The Tampa Bay Rays are always really good, and they are reminding us why you should never count them out. What do you think the longest undefeated streak is in MLB history, Jim? What would you guess? If it, 87 was 10, I'm going to say 15 games. It's 13. So Tampa needs to win four more games mm. to to break the record. It's not just the fact that they've gone undefeated. It's the, the, the run differential. I mean, we have not seen run differentials they've been putting up in these 10 games since the 1800s. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. we got to check in on a story we were discussing on the show yesterday. The rollerblader who was cruising down the Lincoln Alexander Parkway through Hamilton with two police cruisers chasing him. Mm-hmm. He was videotaped, posted online, the video went viral, and uh, people wondering what the heck happened to the guy. So this dude's rollerblading down the middle of the highway. It's you know the, the speed limit on the link is ninety, mm-hmm. so it could have been a very bad situation. If a car didn't see him and came up behind him, um, police cruisers slowly following this guy, 
he's giving them the middle finger as he rollerblades. And then at one point, he decides to uh, pull a maneuver and run across on the grass median to get into the other lane, start going back up the hill. Kind of a good strategy. Yeah, but apparently the cops did track him down eventually. Hamilton police saying that no charges were laid. Huh? But, quote, the individual was located and educated on the safe practices of rollerblading. Hold up. (laughs) He wasn't just mistakenly accidentally took the off-ramp and was on the highway. He was flipping off the cops giving them the and running finger. away. What? <laughs> he was educated. <laughs> With a baton. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's not what it says in this yeah. report. Re-educated. I wonder if educated should be in air quotes. Yeah. We educated him. What? Uh, and police are also reminding the public to safely use roadways as the weather gets warmer and people enjoy different outdoor activities like rollerblading on highways while flipping <laughs> off police officers. <laughs> if you're going to do that, do it safely, please. Yes, please. <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. It's uh, the big final day to vote in our Taz and Jim Small Town Tournament of 64, Port Dover taking on Godrich. Now, Jim Kelly has educated us about many small towns across the Taz and Jim listening area over the past few weeks. Let's hear a little bit about our finalists. Port Dover is, of course, home to the legendary bike ride on Friday the 13th to Port Dover, proving the superstition of bad luck on that day is true if you live in Dover and you're trying to nap that day. (laughs) Port Dover, not to be confused with Ben Dover, which is what the cops will say to you if they think you're a biker selling drugs on Friday the 13th. Port Dover is famous for their Arbor hot dog. You can try the move called the Port Dover Unicycle. That's riding a motorcycle while double fisting two hot dogs and steering with your knee. Hey, fun fact about Port Dover, it actually has a song written about it uh, by uh, Canadian band Junkhouse. Check this out. sweet. That's the national anthem of Port Dover. Goderich, Ontario is home to the salt mine, so if you're constantly thinking you might be on the verge of a massive heart attack, blame Goderich. Queen Elizabeth once commented that Goderich was the prettiest town in Canada. I did hear actually Meghan Markle called it a dump one, so we'll see if they put that on the sign. Goderich got its nickname from the Queen of England. She called it the prettiest town in Ontario. But the Queen also said Prince Andrew was a sweet, innocent boy, so take it with a large (laughs) grain of salt, which you can find at the Goderich Salt Mines. There you go. Tell your friends, tell your family to get online and vote. If you're in one of those towns, call in the uh, the uh, cavalry as well. Get in touch with as many people as you can. Get them to vote because we're looking online on Instagram. That's where you do the voting. Taz and Jim on Instagram. Our stories. Click on that and you'll see the uh, the poll. Fifty fifty right now. Fifty percent Godridge. Fifty percent Port Dover. There's been a thousand votes this morning to this point and it's a dead heat dead heat so get online and vote one of those towns is going to be named greatest in the taz and jim listening area and we will be going there 
and doing our morning show live. Good luck. His taste in beer is refined. I bought uh, six Bush Light, six Bud Light, and I love them, tall boys. His advice, world class. You will have like uh, four beer. He knows his limits. I mean, I'll have six. His logic. Can I have uh, two liters of pop? Is unquestionable. Can I have two liters of pop? A man of science. What's more healthy, four beers or two liters of Coca-Cola? Do the math. This is the adventures of the two-liter pop guy. Yes, Dino the two-liter pop guy is here, and he's telling us today about the time he was almost sued by rock and roll icons Pink Floyd. Oh, that's a great story. Well, this was... uh, Gather around, children. (laughs) This was back in, uh, geez, a long time ago, like 1991, maybe. It's at the beginning of the internet. And I was registering domains. I was like a cyber squatter. You are so ahead of the curve on everything. Yeah, I know. I got sued by everybody, man. (laughs) So you were sitting on PinkFloyd.com. What else? I had, uh, what I had was, uh, I had Pink Floyd Live. I had (laughs) DavidGilmore.com. I had Vera Lynn. I had all kinds of them, right? Yeah, yeah. It was in 2000. It was in 2000. Okay. So they start uh, their lawsuit against me. Uh, the way they do it is they claim uh, bad faith. All right. Okay, did, they, they bad faith. did they People offer are, or contact you to try to get the domain before they sued you, or they go right to the lawyers? They offer a buyout? Right, right to the lawyers. Oh. Okay. And, like, all I had on the site was that. Uh, you click and then you went there and you clicked and it, I sent you to Amazon to purchase their product. So they got their money anyway. Right. And I got a few cents, two pennies, man. It was just fun to do. And then uh, all of a sudden the lawsuit starts and everything and uh, things get crazy. And I'm talking with my partner and my lawyer and they're like, well, what do you want to do with this? You want to fight it? This? I said, fight it? I said, you think I'm going to win against this monster? Pink Floyd. I says I'm being sued by some rock stars in England through a, a who a wrote the song "Money." Look at this. I'm being sued by a law firm, uh, some dudes in England through a law firm in Geneva. The moderator was in Australia, and they're suing some guy in his underwear in St. Catharines, Ontario. <laughs> I says to my partners, I'll deal with this. Because I knew right away, there's no chance I'm winning, right? Yeah. So I went to the website, and everywhere where you clicked from here on in, because I knew I had three months grace period before they take it. So for three months, on davidgilmore.com, Pink Floyd Live with Vera Lynn, when you clicked on any link that went to buy something, an album, a poster anything all you got were farts (laughs) i swear to god you click on all dark side of the moon (laughs) i'll take this poster (laughs) my lawyer comes to me he goes what the hell is going on with the farts I said, listen, I saw what happened with the Olympics when they sued me. I ain't winning. Hold on, the Olympics sued you as well? Yeah, that's why I I wasn't uh, new to the rodeo. 
<laughs> I says, I know what's going on. I'm losing everything. So until then, let there be farts. <laughs> oh, that was wish you were here. <laughs> Do the math. This is the adventures of the two-liter pop guy. Yes, Dino, the two-liter pop guy, is still on the phone. And, Dino, let's uh, get your plug in. You are now doing videos on Cameo. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's big. They love it. Have people been paying you? How much does it cost to get a Cameo from Dino, the two-liter pop guy? 30 bucks. 30, 30 bucks? Wow. How many would you say you've sold so far? Oh, I think we're uh, 30, 40. Pretty That's, good, yeah. man. Supplemental income. A lot I of like Bud Light it. Tallboys you can get with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I had to raise the price after the beer tax, right? Let's talk about the beer tax because I'm sure you have some thoughts. Well, you know what the funny thing is, eh? Is that I've been invited to, uh, I've been invited to go up to Ottawa to be the uh, honorary race starter for the horse races. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, Ottawa. They want me to do Ottawa, Kingston, and uh, Peterborough. Nice. Ride the wave, Dino. Ride the wave. Milk it. They want me to be the uh, the announcer, the starter. They want me on the track, on the car. I don't even know what the hell that means, but yeah, yeah. But I figure when I'm up there in Ottawa, I got a message for uh, Justin Trudeau. This tax thing is ridiculous. Not a fan. Not a fan. On the same day... They give themselves raises of up to, what, 10K? And then all of a sudden, they're slapping the biggest tax in history on uh, on beer and, and alcohol. I got to tell them, hey, pal, relax the tax. This is no time to be ra- raising taxes on nothing. Relax the tax, Justin. Dino can come up with a catchphrase in his sleep. Like that. Relax the tax. Can I mention one more thing? Sure. Well, because, you know, like, uh, I've got, like, up to, like, uh, 5 million views now over there in, in the first uh, two weeks that I launched uh, my TikTok, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm getting a lot of comments. Uh-huh. And now we've got this whole Dylan Mulvaney thing going oh, on. Here oh, we boy. Go. All the people that are boycotting Bud Light down in the U.S. Yeah. Thing is, this is where I stand on it. Because everyone in the comments section, I'm going to thousands of comments. You know, Dino, what are you going to do about the Bud Light? Are you still supporting Bud Light? This, that, and the other thing, right? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not big on cancel culture or uh, boycotts. You know, because uh, you know it affects people's jobs, lives, their families. I judge my beer by the contents in the can and not by the agenda on the label. But I'll be damned if I'm going to walk into a bar now and order a Bud Light and have to defend some corporate, political, cultural, social position. I just want a beer, man. So for now, no Bud Light for Dino. Whoa, oh, he's off the train. Goodness. But that being said, when I'm at home alone, if you think for one damn second Dylan Mulvaney is going to stop me from doing something I've enjoyed for years? Well, stop it, man. It ain't happening. Fry that can out of my cold, dead hand. So what I'm hearing, Dino, is that you're going back into the closet. Yeah, I'm a closet lighter. (laughs) Keep your agenda off my 
my bender. <laughs> I'm trying to have a bender, man. I don't want to be discussing your political, social, cultural bullshit. <laughs> I want to have a beer. Thanks, Dino. Okay, brother, rock and roll. The Taz and Jim Podcast. If you're traveling, keep this in mind. The FBI has issued a warning against using public phone charging stations in airports. Hmm. <laughs> you plug the USB into the port. Those things, I'm surprised there's not fights over them because there's yeah. only so many in the airport as you're waiting for your flight. And when you get the seat next to the charger, it's it's like primo. And you're not moving. No. Yeah. You're sitting there. You got, the, you got to charge the phone so you can watch your in-flight movies exactly. on, on Netflix or whatever now. Um, but apparently, according to the FBI, bad guys have figured out a way to use public USB ports to introduce malware and monitoring software ah. onto devices. So you could be unknowingly connecting your phone to bad stuff through the USB cord. Uh, FBI recommends bringing your full charging cable with one of those bricks that you can charge, like a charging brick. Yeah, yeah. Which is never going to happen. This, uh, to me, that's like the um, the reusable bags at the grocery <laughs> store. I know I should have them with me when I leave the house, mm-hmm. but I never do. It's like that brick. I forgot to charge my phone, so how am I supposed to remember to charge the brick yeah. as well? And the thing is, you charge the brick, but it doesn't keep the charge. Like it, after four or five days, like the charge. I don't it's know, gone. Dissipates. You got to charge it again. Yeah, so you have to like that day charge it to be ready. You want us to plan ahead? <laughs> no, thank you. I'll take the malware. Yeah, at least it's <laughs> low effort. <laughs> but keep that in mind. If you have an option other than plugging into a public charging station, you may want to go that route. The FBI is saying that uh, the bad guys are after you. Identity theft, all that stuff could be a factor if they can steal information off your phones. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Man, there's a lot going on in the month of April. We had April Fools. Easter just passed. Uh, coming up, 420 mm-hmm. on April 20th. And then, of course, on the 22nd, Earth Day. Now, Walmart was selling some shirts for Earth Day that they've had to pull off the racks in Canada. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's one of those things where uh, this one slipped through the cracks. Oh, boy. Uh, One way to put it here. Um, So (laughs) they put out this shirt, and it said, Recycle, Reuse, Renew, Rethink. T-shirts, Recycle, Reuse, Renew, Rethink. Now, the problem is... The letters R and E, the re, the re part of all those words was in big letters on the front of the shirt. So R-E and then cycle, use, new, and think were all stacked on each other. Yeah, I can picture it. Cycle, use, new, think. Oh. Oh, we got ourselves an acrostic poem. (laughs) So if your eye kind of travels down and just reads the first letter of all those words, you're spelling something that is not appropriate for families. Oh, man. Nobody took a step back and noted that. I could see that slipping through. A real see you next Tuesday (laughs) situation. I've I've, I've heard of worse 
examples of like, I can't believe that got through the marketing, but I don't know. You take a step back and look at that. You got to see that word. Well, once you see it, you can't unsee yeah, it. Yeah. Right? Boy, aggressive. Re- recycle, reuse, renew, and rethink. All great suggestions. Sure. <laughs> it was just the graphic design was a little off on the shirt. Yeah, but now, ironically, they have to, what, destroy the shirt? Throw them all out? And to help ruin the earth even further? Happy Earth Day, everybody. <laughs> uh, they've taken them off the shelves in Walmart, but apparently, if you still want one of these shirts, and this is what happens sometimes, if it gets pulled off the shelf in Walmart... It's it's a bigger seller than it would be if, would be if they left it on the shelves. If you still want one of these shirts, you can <laughs> buy them on Amazon. Oh man! Uh, they've got ten different colors, men's sizes, women's sizes, and youth sizes. <laughs> Let's maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you want to send your kid to school in one of these on Earth Day. I'm going to have a really small friend that could get into it. <laughs> this is the new passive-aggressive way of calling somebody a real bad word. <laughs> hey, Jim, <laughs> you know, him. you should recycle, reuse, renew, and rethink a little more often. <laughs>